Hey everyone, welcome again to another broadcast from the OG Empowerment Network. I'm excited because this day, today that is, we get an opportunity to hear from mental health therapist, counselor, you name it, guru in that off uh, our subject, a subject of the day being the possible short-term and long-term effects of social distancing. I'm so grateful to introduce to you all family. Let us welcome none other than Cassandra Merritt of Start Fresh Counseling Center. Center. Cassandra, are you there? Yes, I am. How are you? Good morning. <laughs> I'm doing. I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I'm excited. Uh, so welcome to uh, the OG Empowerment Network. Uh, I have been anticipating this moment because, of course, given the fact that so much is happening at present, not just locally, globally, as well, um, and you know, we've been advised on the idea of social distancing let's be real about it most of us hearing this term have never heard it up until now in this present moment um so uh i want to talk about it i really want to get us um really kind of having an open discussion we have a short window of time to be able to do that but i think we need to explore what could be again those short-term and uh, long-term possibilities but before we get to that can you just tell us a little bit about yourself, um, what you do? Uh, did I get it right? Did the titles are all that? <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. You did get it right. I am Cassandra Merritt. I am a mental health therapist and I'm practicing in Brandon, Florida for six years. I also am an associate pastor of the City of Restoration where I do some counseling as needed and a lot more other things as Apostle has said this morning. Um, so I deal with families, I deal with children, I deal with individuals, and I provide psychotherapy, mental health counseling, and Christian counseling as needed. Wow, that's um, that's amazing. Um, you know, shortly, folks, we'll make sure that before we close out, she's able to give you uh, or we're able to drop some credentials um, before you on how you can connect to her um business which i like to also think is a ministry so um you know we make sure you have that information um as well how long have you been in this field um of mental health therapy and and counseling um would you say i've been practicing in my own private practice for six years but if i include oh. all my training and all my um internship that i had to do i would say about eight years now wow Wow. So, of course, folks, we're not speaking to a novice here, someone that's really been educated um, uh, in this field. And so it brings a little bit of credibility um, uh, to, you know, just her being able to speak to the subject. So I want you to take some notes. Um, I'm so grateful to have her here. She thought um, she thought in our Robert to spend this time with us. And so I want to utilize it well. And for the fact that we don't have a great amount of time um, on this and we might be inclined to do a part two <laughs> if we can make it all work with our schedules but i'm sure we'll have her back um on future broadcasts as well but if you don't mind cassandra i just want to jump right into okay. now do we call you doc or do we just say cassandra how do we can yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well you can say cassandra for right now i'm, I'm okay. working on completing that doctorate degree but hey, I, right now, now it's cassandra so all right <laughs> <laughs> awesome awesome well i'm grateful um cassandra let's let's get going i do have a few questions okay um you know just really concerning this again i said it before 
most of us didn't hear about this term called social distancing. And if you can see me, I'm putting quotes in the air, you know, um, social distancing until now when it's been required of us. Um, mm -hmm. Can you just kind of emphasize, I know what we're hearing publicly, but in term, short term for the, the person that's possibly not even plugged into the news or unfamiliar with it, what does it really mean, social distancing? Well, as it, well, of course, the, the, the world is, is telling us it means to stay six feet apart and to isolate yourself to a small group of people, which is what it does mean. However, it also refer, um, refers to like a level of acceptance and more so outside of your, your norm. Um, of what your social group would look like, more to small circles and small um, groups of people. But I, I wanted to share, because you asked the question about social distancing, I, I just really think what happens when we do this, it, it's a level of intimacy. It brings us back into a place of intimacy, but only with smaller groups. And so if, if we can look at it like, okay, I, I am kind of being told to get myself into my social group, which is my family right now. And mm -hmm. it brings about that level of intimacy, even though it may sound, you know, a little bit daunting that we have to not be around those that are outside of our intimate group. We now have to... Um, just kind of see it as more of you you're being called back into a place of intimacy but with wow. your social group wow wow so what i'm hearing you say and i think you're inferring this that there is some possibility that large group you know uh, congregating if at best um can disrupt intimacy at some level absolutely that absolutely okay. that is exactly what i'm saying while we know as a body of believers especially that we are called to assimilate together and to to keep that intimacy but if we go back to old history you know they did congregate in small groups that's how it that's how it really began in small groups and then we enlarged ourselves into bigger buildings into bigger spaces and so intimacy really start in social distancing may be the term that is being used, but if we can just see the social aspect of it and the returning to that intimacy and closeness, and, and I believe as this thing lifts, we'll be able to be able to infuse that intimacy into a larger capacity at some point. Oh, wow. That's, uh, that's definitely a hope uh, and a prayer there. You know, quite naturally, folks, as you're listening, um, here where we've begun the interview with uh, Cassandra Merritt speaking to the possible short-term and long-term uh, effects, if any, um, concerning the topic or the present state of being, and that is our social distancing. Um, just want to uh, um, um, speak to something that you mentioned. You said, you know, intimacy, and you've reiterated it in such a profound way. Um, and you shared that, you know, the idea of us Presently, of course, we've got to, you know, um, experience that intimacy with our families at best. Um, I think it's, you know, I would say that while we're pointing to the church and the body of Christ, certainly so, um, we realize that this really is an opportunity for the world, correct? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I, I, I agree that it is an opportunity for the world um, at large. And while we know ultimately we come together in prayer and prayer is without walls that's how i like to see it you know my prayer can reach yes. your house just as well as 
those in the hospital. But I believe that if we can um, get back to those first works of just plain old intimacy, you know, picking up a phone and using FaceTime brings about intimacy. When I look at you and you look at me, you still get that closeness. But when we take away those things and just say, oh, no, you stay in your house and you stay with your people and you stay with your people, you know, you you tend to break down that. But yet we gain intimacy, but we break down that community intimacy. But, you know, the more that we try to use the technology we have to keep going, I see you, you see me, you know, it's almost like a touch mm-hmm. because I'm, uh-huh. I'm, I'm looking at you. Right. And I think in this day and age, you know, we seem out of touch, no pun mm-hmm. intended, or I guess right. pun intended to a degree, you know, it's amazing because I found that, um, or rather I've heard individuals speak to the idea that, you know, with us being able to have these touchscreen type of devices in turn, the more we are given to working in the midst of technologies, the more out of touch we are really with mm-hmm. each other. So, uh, but I hear at the same time, while we might look at technology and how it's been abused the reality is now based upon our circumstance um uh that we're all finding ourselves in um it's also an opportunity to be able to use these things for good and for the benefit of getting um to getting better acquainted with each other right Mm -hmm. good good so let me ask you this um we're talking about uh again short term long term both good and bad if there be any um are there any short term effects and if you have to use in contrast the long term as well that's fine but short term and long term effects behind this uh social distancing are there any things we should be concerned about you know um i know intimacy is great but mm-hmm. to the person that's never had it and mm-hmm. now you know this is not something we could walk into slowly we were right. really kind of thrust into it so <laughs> uh you know right. what, what would you advise us on that well at short term um if we gonna look at you know most times when we think about short term long term we think about goals and what's going to happen and in this case we're thinking short term i'm thinking about those people who were coming for mental health counseling or coming for other type of counseling and social interaction because they suffered from depression or they suffered from anxiety um those type of things i think if we stay in this place too long those i think those are some of the heightened benefits i mean not benefits but heightenedness of what's going to happen is a lot of people who don't have struggle with depression and hidden depression are gonna oh, wow. are gonna feel the effects of that and then it's going to wow. while we're worried about catching a skin disease or a lung disease we're going to be worried about people having other type of mental breakdowns or getting lost wow. because they can't come out and no one knows wow. where they are Wow. No, no, that's that's a very real, um, you know, uh, possibility there. And I, you know, hadn't even thought to that end. And of course, now we're hearing that. Um, uh, how does one really mitigate, you know, falling into that uh, circumstance when in turn, again, we're, you know, <laughs> we're being told to create this distance well i mean is there anything that we can do proactively 
I do believe it's something we can do proactive because at some point, all of us have experienced some type of sadness that turned into a, a suppressed down moment. And I think that as long as we continue to know those people that have sat amongst us, have lived amongst us, and we reach out to those people, it's gonna be up to us to reach out greater to, to give those people a phone call or to send those people a text message or to call those people by way of telehealth and, and make sure that we don't lose them in the midst of trying to protect them from a lung disease, you know? Um, so those things are gonna be pertinent to all of us, believers and non-believers alike. We are gonna have to really make a, a greater effort to stay in contact with people that usually you just don't hear from or usually are more isolated and sad than most. And even those that have lost loved ones, they may not be depressed, but they are sad. And and we can lose people in the midst of transition of sadness. And it's nothing wrong with sadness. It's just don't let sadness go to a suppressed place where you can't get that person wow. back. Wow. Now, folks, I don't know about you, but that was some free counseling right there. <laughs> so uh, tap in and hopefully you're taking notes along the way um, because that's some very real stuff. And, uh, you know, I think the, the, the one thing I regard um, just about mental health um, and having the responsibility being ours to maintain, you know, a good balance um, uh, is this that when it comes to our makeup or even well-being the reality in part is our responsibility would you say that yes yes it is mm -hmm. okay. it is it is okay. you mean and, as an as individual is that what you're saying right yes absolutely yes. it yes. always starts with the individual it starts with me personally you personally it starts with all of us and you know getting that well-balanced sleep don't oversleep don't un you know don't don't stay up over just because you can stay up later i mean keep your your routine keep your health routine oh, wow. keep that walking wow. keep that exercising keep that right eating don't don't break boundaries because you've been now said okay stay in be social with your family no you keep that balance of health and when you keep that balance of health you you'll be okay when this thing lifts and you can go back to your norm wow Wow. No, that that is profound right there, because, you know, as you mentioned, um, the key word I extract um, uh, out of that, which you just said, was routine. You know, I think so often um, we're because we have the time, because we're shut in, you know, it's so easy to succumb to abusing what you would, you know, previously do or not, not acknowledging that you're now out of balance. And so I love that. I love that you introduced that. Um, when it comes to, and if you can just kind of, let's, let's stay here for a moment and explore this. When it comes to routine, I keep hearing my spirit also balance. Mm -hmm. um, and, uh, you know, I heard along the way, you know, all work and no play makes one dull. <laughs> so how do we kind of, you know, are there any things that we could do? Um, uh, and you may have already said one or two things, but, um, you know, just to kind of, keep ourselves alive mm -hmm. and, and not get into that sunken place. Right, absolutely. I think we could continue to do board games with our families. If you haven't done board games, I tell you what, this is the time to get wow. to know them board games. Um, I've been doing uh -huh. that with my family. We've been doing our own yard work together. 
I mean, we've been doing our own cooking together, and that is a piece of work because some of them didn't know how to boil water. So it is interesting (laughs) what you can learn about people when you really now have to come together and and learn them because you don't know them. You just live with them, but now you have to learn them. So it's things that you can do, you know, uh, recap your vision. What is the spirit of the Lord saying at this time to us as a family? You know, there's a lot of things that we can do to stay social and to stay uh, abreast and have fun and yet still can, you know, those of us that are able to work from home or have businesses, you can still engage in that work. And if you have younger children engage in their learning, that's going to be imperative for the, the mothers who have the young children and the fathers to engage in that education where before it was other people doing the engaging. Now you wow. have to do the engaging. So, wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. oh no, that's profound. That's profound. I appreciate that. You know, you said something, and not to put you know any more light on it because <laughs> somebody could be there where I was. You mentioned you know someone not knowing how to boil water. <laughs> I promise you, the first time I just had a moment to recap or rehash in a thought. Um, an experience I had when my, I think it was my mother that told me to go boil water for some eggs. We were going to boil eggs. Um, and I totally forgot that I had the <laughs> stove on. <laughs> and of course, uh, you know, she, she happened to make her way down, ready to drop the eggs in the boiling water. And of course, there was no water. So she shouted to me. She said, didn't you, boy, didn't you put on the, the water in the pot? I said, yes. Just like there's no water in here. I was like, oh my gosh. Yes, <laughs> totally it can happen gosh. because you, yeah. it, you know, you know, uh, Dr. O'Neill, one of the things that I think we forget with families is we think, and it's not that women do all the cooking or men do all the working or whatever, but sometimes we get so used to one person doing that thing mm-hmm. that we yeah. they just almost like don't know. And it's like, uh, no, the rules have changed. Now we all have to do this together. <laughs> Yes, yeah. yes. So it, it's oh, wow. relearning your family. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, no, that's that's profound. I truly take value to that because, you know, that's what's happening even on our house, in our house, on our end. It's just um, us getting better acquainted with mm-hmm. each other, you know, spending that quality time, you know, um, to which sometimes you, you know, you're vying for, you're, you're yearning for, you're, you know, just looking for ways in which to introduce it. And now we have it, you know, as far as to take advantage of it. So I love that. Um, let me just uh, bring our um, possibly somebody who's hearing us for the first time um, or just chiming in on this broadcast, possibly somebody next to you is playing it. Um, but you're listening to the OG Empowerment Network. I'm st- uh, I'm here on the line with that of Cassandra Merritt of uh, Start Fresh Counseling Center. We'll hear more about her um, business, her ministry and how you can connect should you need her services. Um, But I'm so excited because we've been talking about the possible short-term and long-term effects of social distancing. Now, a question for you on a therapeutic end. Quite naturally, we're speaking to, you know, what one can do to to provide some level of personal maintenance. But let's consider the therapeutic end. How much is too much when it comes to social distancing? At what point do we need to say, you know what, now this goes beyond me. I really got to see somebody. Um, I think it goes beyond you when you are having seen yourself fixated on 
what's the outcome of all of this stuff that's going on around us is going to be. And when you have it, I heard a preacher say, I think a couple of days ago, when you think on something too long, but I know for as a therapist, if you're repeating the cycle of a thought in your head over and over and over and you've not done anything about that, that's that's a clear sign that you are gone into worry mode and then worry mode is going to turn into anxiety mode and then it's just going to be a consistent downhill from there that's when you know you need to talk to someone whether it's a clinical therapist like myself or your uh your pastor or someone you now need to step out and say okay i i think i'm i'm doing a little too much compulsive thinking i need to get some help all right and so this is raw unedited and uncut and with that being said i really want to jump in and ask this question you know my being a pastor certainly um but at the same time understanding people um there seems to be um a misnomer and probably a hesitation or even some faults some um, information i guess hence the misnomer um about the benefits of you know therapists and counseling and there's such a hesitation mm-hmm. to that end and people have even almost demonized the idea of going into <laughs> therapy you know because i hear i grew up hearing people you know who had been counselor or was you know in a seat or a chair for counseling you know they they were on spiritual or or, or you know or they were crazy mm-hmm. um but you know and and that main you know of course we know there are people that have real problems but let's talk about the idea that um of the benefits of counseling perhaps someone in turn doesn't really see the value you know people sit in our chair and then they walk away refreshed but to get them to the chair wow that's that, a struggle that, that that is a big struggle because of the stigma that has gone on um i think when people become more educated on there is a difference between mental health and then mental disorder when you go in to sit and Ooh, talk with someone preach. or choose to talk to someone that's that's your mental health mental disorders are treated by medication and psychotherapy which is counseling but when you when you take a stand and say you know what my mind needs to be right and i need some guidance and i need some counseling um and and even for those of us that know that there, there is wisdom and safety in the multitude of counselors so when you can find that safety it's okay it doesn't matter what anyone say you know the stigma doesn't have anything to do with you so you i think when we find it important to to know that okay if i'm going to find safety then why shouldn't i not go and see this person or talk to this person i i need that i need that and so that you know we need those things and it's nothing wrong with those things and i think people have to feel safe enough to say okay what goes on in there is going to stay in there is confidentiality is is compassion it's safety it's wisdom you need to see a therapist see a therapist yes oh no that's profound let me ask you this and you perhaps already answered this um uh, along the way but it just dropped in my thoughts nevertheless and it was on the 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 very real circumstance many people have at least seen on facebook speak to and they're you know saying i'm bored is there a problem with boredom is there any um you know issues uh, I, there apostle yeah. I, i i mean yes i i think yeah. 
there's a two there's a two uh, uh, uh let's say there's two coins to that <laughs> mm-hmm. i think mm-hmm. i think when you have no purpose and you understand no purpose about your life and your destiny i think that's not a healthy boredom i think sometimes you could have been in the room and then we're all trying to figure out like what to do I think that is that spirit of the moment boredom that comes up like oh we need something to do we didn't plan today but it yet goes mm-hmm. back to a plan where there's no plan there's no vision people perish they die off there's no purpose mm-hmm. to it so we need to always um be careful about that word boredom because that means somewhere you've allowed your mind to go that has caused you to be disconnected from what's around you but it is a real place. Wow. I acknowledge it is a real place and it is it is an unhealthy place to get stuck in a place of boredom because that's where you find a lot of depression. That's where you find a lot of people who struggle with suicidal thoughts because they oh, don't wow. know what to do. And now wow. they need a plan. And again, where wow. there's no vision, the people perish. Wow. So key folks i want to reiterate something she said is when you find yourself stuck or re, you know really just in that mm-hmm. place where you are able to move beyond and the reason i'm saying that is i don't want someone to hear right now on the line well yeah. if the person said they're bored boom they're going to no, commit suicide absolutely not. that's not what you're saying no <laughs> I, i'm talking from a therapeutic standpoint it is it is natural to instantly say i'm i'm bored but it is unnatural to stay in a place of boredom you you should always find yourself doing something or being able to do something if you chose not to rest you could just be in a place where you need to rest you have to be able to discern if that's what your body and your mind is calling for then rest sit yourself down take a moment relax gather your thoughts and when you come out of that you should be in a much more place of clarity wow Wow. Folks, you've been listening to Cassandra Merritt, mental health therapist of uh, Starfresh Counseling Center right here in the Brandon, Florida, Tampa Bay area. And I'm so excited that we've been having this opportunity to discuss that of social distancing, the possible short-term and long-term effects. I'm grateful. Cassandra, listen, we like to do this in our closing <laughs> um, every now and then, uh, one of which is just to get in to know you. Um, we didn't plan for this, so of course the questions are going to be right off the cuff. It's on cut on edited so what you say goes down on record for history <laughs> so get ready for this um listen um what made you uh, and if you can just kind of give a short answer to this i mean um, most people are trying to grow up to be okay i've heard doctors yeah. and 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 lawyers and such but you went up by way of mental health therapy um what what kind of led you there Uh well too full. I went in to go do organizational leadership and my professor saw me down the hall and said, "Oh my god, you're going to make a great mental health therapist. You should do that." And I thought to myself, there's no way. But honestly, I can say looking back, I have had my father who was who died from alcoholism, my mom who died um with bipolar, but she had cancer. but i've had some things in my family um concerning mental health and i just think it probably was in my blood to go towards mental health um i was born in a year that they finally said that um mental health counseling was a term 
I was born in 70. It was launched in 70. So here I am in, in this time now as a therapist. Wow. Wow. No, that's profound. I appreciate you sharing that. Um, folks, I thank God for uh, Cassandra and really just what she's doing um, by way of her business and ministry. Um, I'm grateful that um, we have individuals now to which we can call upon that the laws were you know, passed many a years ago mm-hmm. that allow for recognition to the value of um, having um, therapeutic counselors and, and uh, you know, someone that can speak to us or whom we can in turn speak to. Cassandra, before we close this, and like I said earlier, I'm so grateful for this opportunity. We'll definitely have you back um, here on the OG network. Um, but if you can share a little bit about your, um, again, your uh, your ministry business and uh, how one can reach you. And, you know, we'll be sure to drop um, all this information likewise into our description as well. Okay. Well, I am located in Brandon, Florida, um, 1463 Oakville um, Drive, Suite 102. I know we're not meeting there now, but we are meeting there by telehealth. You can call our number at 813-489-4547. And we are doing 15-minute consultations for free if you have an emergency. So reach out and see us. Again, we are at startfreshcounselingcenter.com. Awesome. Awesome. Folks, you heard it here on the OG Empowerment Network. Again, thank you so much. Any final words you want to say as we close? Um, I did want to encourage the people to, if you go and read 1 John 2, 15 through 17, it would encourage you that don't be in love with the world. Be in love with God. Be in love with your family. Be in love with all those that belong to the kingdom. And you will understand these things will pass in time. Wow. Thank you so much. I think it's a well-spoken word. And I encourage you to take out your Bibles and certainly explore the scripture um, that's been suggested to you all. I'm so grateful. And this time, I want you to know, listeners, um, while we bring this thing to a close, is simply this. We're praying for you. We're believing God that he will show up on your behalf. Um, I pray that you hold strong to the faith and don't be discouraged. Again, should you need their services, check out the description below and uh, get plugged in today. God bless you all. Thank you for listening. Sandra, thank, thank you. you so much You're for welcome. being a part of this. Thank you Take all. Take care. Have a good day. Uh-huh. Take care.